0: Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and we are back with another reverse interview. Today's going to be a really interesting conversation, and I have personally been really looking forward to it. We are joined today by Erin, and let me tell you a little bit about Erin. She is a Packer fan, born and raised in the great state of Minnesota. Uh, She puts her teaching degree to good use by working in youth ministry, coaching at a gym, and As a very recently becoming a beauty counter consultant, whoop! Um, This January, Erin and her husband welcomed the lovely Emma Joy into the world after a longer than hoped for journey to parenthood. Erin is passionate about the understanding, understanding how treating our bodies well, physically, nutritionally, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, can bring us into more harmony with who we are created to be. Oh, I'm so excited to talk with you today, (laughs) Erin. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, I'm excited to chat. Oh my gosh, me too, and she's been so patient with me. We've gone back and forth and had to reschedule a couple times, so I really appreciate you carving out some time. Um, Okay, well, let's jump right into it. You know, these reverse interviews, I like to just hand the baton over. You've got the reins for the show, Uh, and I know that we're gonna chat about one thing in particular, but um, if you wanna share anything more about yourself or um, dive in with any other questions, it's all yours, girl. Yeah,
1: I'm just excited to chat today. I think it's, it's funny when I first, I've been listening to this podcast, Benefit Fit podcast for a while. And um, I remember this sp- and kind of like seeing your stuff on Instagram. And I remember it was like the picture, your pregnancy announcement of Gus and the little bun in the actual oven. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would, it was probably pretty soon after I realized that I was pregnant. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this woman is like, very similar to me, only in Texas instead of Minnesota. So it's been cool just to kind of hear about and kind of follow along as we kind of had this like pregnancy journey on a very similar timeline. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, actually there was a reverse interview a couple weeks ago where you talked about like how you have some allegiance to the Packers or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's why we can be friends because the Packers <laughs> are the best. So <laughs> they are the best. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. My 94 year old grandmother is the, or is she 95? Can't remember. Is the reason I'm a Packers fan. So I'm technically on my mom's side a first generation Minnesotan. My mom was born in Wisconsin. My grandma's from Wisconsin. And my husband likes to say that she was a very good brainwasher. And so <laughs> she got me on the Packers side young. So
0: <laughs> that is so fun. We don't, and I, I don't know if you heard this in that show, but we don't actually have any ties. Geographically,
1: right, but didn't you say like your dad bought shares for people's Christmas presents or something?
0: Yes, did I make that
1: up? Yes, you nailed it. That's
0: exactly (laughs) it. In case y'all haven't heard the story, my dad was blessed with three daughters, and um, and he is he's just the perfect dad for three strong women, you know, it's just has nothing to do, but it because we still toss the football, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I remember. Me and my sisters are—we love college football. We're all Texas A and Aggies, and I can really get into some college football. But I lost a lot of interest with pro ball because I just didn't have a direct tie. You know, if I lived in Dallas, Texas, then maybe I'd care about the Cowboys. Um, but I just didn't feel really in kind of an affiliation. And so one year for Christmas, he's like, "I'm going to get my daughters to watch pro football with me," <laughs> and so he bought for Christmas, Packers had opened up options to buy shares one year. And so he went and he bought each of us, I think one share or a half a share or whatever the amount is. And uh, he packaged it all up for us and gave us a beanie. And now every year at Christmas, he gives us a piece of Packer paraphernalia. And it worked because now I am all in. I'm rooting for those boys. So it was it was a lot of fun. But anyways, I could talk about them all the time. <laughs> um, but I'm really, I'm really thrilled to chat with you today. And it does feel like we're birds mm-hmm. of a feather in a lot of ways. Now we work together also uh, in the safer beauty world. But um, I'm, I'm excited to chat about today. So if you wouldn't mind giving folks kind of an introduction of your initial inquiry today's show is made possible because of our friends at thrive market thrive market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everybody where you can shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 20 to 50 percent below traditional retail prices so let me tell you what i'm getting from thrive market there are three things that come to mind immediately number one Primal Kitchen Foods Mayo. It is the mayo that I will always have on hand. It is my absolute favorite. It's the mayo that made me like mayo <laughs> because I didn't like it before. Normally, this avocado oil-based mayo is $11.99 retail, and you can find it on Thrive for $7.49. Incredible. This is also the mayo that I use to make a much healthier alternative for ranch dressing. Add some lemon juice and some dill. Mmm, it's so good. Number two thing that I'm getting from them, Bamboo Diapers. These are the disposable diapers that we use on Grayson. When we use disposable, we are using cloth on her, but when we travel, when we go out, I would like to have some disposable on hand. Normally 13.50 retail, and you can find them on Thrive for 11.49, incredible. Number three product that I get on Thrive, I get asked about this product all the time. Where do I find coconut aminos? Well, I'll do you one better. I'm not just going to tell you that you can find coconut aminos on Thrive Market, but you can actually find them for almost half off. Normally, they're priced at $9.73, depending on where you're shopping, and you can find them on Thrive for $4.99. It's unbelievable. These are the coconut aminos that we use as a soy replacement, and if you are looking for a recipe, Google Fed and Fit Mongolian beef, and you will find the most killer Mongolian beef sauce made from coconut aminos. You need one jar of it. It's so delicious. You're not going to regret it. You can try these products for yourself today and get an extra 25% off your purchase and a free 30 day trial from Thrive Market. Just go to thrivemarket.com forward slash Cassie. That's T H R I V E M A R K E T dot com forward slash C A S S Y.
1: Yeah. So, um, I had heard about some interesting research um, that kind of talked about correlation between um, gaps between pregnancies and this uh, too short of gap or too long of gap between pregnancies. Um, Researchers are seeing some correlation between that and some higher autism or autism spectrum disorder uh, rates um, in the population. And actually my mom is a clinical nurse specialist, which is a, master's level nurse in mental health nursing and so this was in her professional journal that she gets as a part of um her work that she does and she just throughout my pregnancy was always like forwarding me things about pregnancy or whatever and with very much with the caveat of like read this if it will service you ignore it if it causes you more anxiety so Mm -hmm. um this was one of the things that i just thought was interesting that people are starting to you know, kind of ask those questions about um, why we see some of these higher rates of things in schools. I know um, just being around teenagers in the work I do at the church, we know that there's you know, a lot more uh, diagnoses in terms of autism spectrum disorder, but also just ADHD, anxiety, depression, all those kinds of things just seem to be really high right now. Mm-hmm. Um, So it is interesting to kind of ask that question of why. And I think that, you know, this could be seen as maybe this, maybe there's something about how our bodies react to and are depleted by pregnancies and how long they take to recover from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of a, maybe a newer thing that we can actually think about controlling how the gaps between our pregnancies, you know, with all that goes into modern medicine, whereas before, we maybe couldn't have as much control over that maybe now we can um if we choose to you know introduce certain things into our bodies so
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's a really fascinating conversation when Aaron Eat first emailed me this i had never thought of it and and it's definitely something that pinged delight in my mind in my brain because uh if if we can we would like to keep having more babies and um, I, and i kind of after having one baby I'm like, well, let's go ahead and have twelve <laughs> because this is awesome. <laughs> um, I'm joking about twelve, but definitely more. Uh, my husband can; pro- he's probably in earshot right now. and may have just cringed when he heard me say that, but um, <laughs> I. Uh, it's it's a very very interesting topic of conversation, and essentially, I'm going to read you guys the lay summary, and we I will link to this article on uh, the on the show notes. For today. So if you head over to fedandfit.com and pull up the show notes for this episode, we'll have this linked there. But the summary that they've got, it's called the lay summary, is that we investigated whether the amount of time between pregnancies was associated with autism spectrum disorder or other developmental disabilities in children. ASD, autism spectrum disorder, was increased in second and later born children who were conceived less than 18 months or 60 or more months after the mother's previous birth. Other DDs, developmental disabilities, not associated with birth um, spacing. So it's really interesting. And there, of course, if you click on the PDF, you can read the full um, analysis but or the full story, but it, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, it seems they tested, the sample selection was, uh, they started with 3,200 children. So it's a really wide base. And it's interesting. I mean, I, I encourage you guys if it's something that you are curious about digging into, but it brings up an interesting co- question because I can't, I'm definitely not an expert on these things. And at this point, Aaron could probably teach me more than, than I can offer to the conversation, but it does bring up a really interesting topic of conversation. And that is wellness for our bodies going into baby making. Uh, and I had my dear friend, Liz Wolf on the podcast I've several weeks back now. So go ahead and scroll through the archives. But she, we did, we had one long conversation, which I broke up into two episodes. One was preconception best practices, really what to do to prepare your body for pregnancy. And the other was pregnancy best practices. What are some of the things that we can do to keep nurturing a healthy baby and a healthy body for mama? And, you know, I don't, And Erin, I don't know if you've run into this in your circles as well. It's interesting because these aren't off wellness and and really thinking about filling up your nutritional tank before having a baby isn't something I don't think that comes to the top of mind for a lot of folks. Uh, When they think they want to just go ahead and start having kids, we just say, well, let's just start doing it. Let's make a baby uh, and the body will figure it out. And while that is true, For, you know, a large part of it, we think about breastfeeding, right? Breast milk is a perfect food. And even if your diet isn't perfect, breast milk still finds a way to have a really great, complete nutritional profile for your baby. Um, I think that the body is very similar, but there are areas where we really do need to supplement with strategic nutrients, um, whether that comes from food or from a supplement, as you already said. But Um, It's interesting. Have you encountered anybody in your circle that this is top of mind for them?
1: I don't, I don't know necessarily. I've, it's interesting. I feel like I've shared this information and kind of the reaction has been like, oh, that's interesting. And then, uh, you know, not really a whole lot of reaction. And I think that probably is because we all kind of, um, you know, we don't really talk a lot in this country about family planning in general and what that looks mm-hmm. like and the whole business of like, you have to wait until 12 weeks to even share that you're pregnant. Um, there's just a lot of things that I feel like, I mean, I've never lived in a country, another country, but I've heard it's different in other countries. Um, just about, you know, fertility and the wellness aspect of, or yeah, maybe the wellness aspect of fertility or or when you're trying or when you start to try, it's just more, not as much talked about in this country, and so um, and it's also the hard question um, I know in uh, there's so much that goes into planning your family besides just your body being physically ready, like you were saying, Cassie, and I think those things are easier to think about it's you know well, we have a car seat that's not expired yet, and so we should get used you know two uses out of that car seat and Mm -hmm. We've stopped paying infant rates for daycare. So, you know, daycare for older babies a little bit cheaper. So I think uh, maybe we think of more of those practical things about money and kind of the stuff, the physical stuff that we need to have in order to be prepared for a second child. Mm -hmm. Um, I know me personally, I didn't really think about what it looked like to have my body Mm -hmm. be ready to conceive until. I kind of mentally was like, yep, we're going to try having a baby. And it didn't happen the the first month, you know? And Mm -hmm. so me being a more uh, type A planner person, it was like, okay, so what am I doing wrong and what do I need to change? Which is not a a helpful mindset, but that led me to learning a lot about the body in general. Um, And it's just so interesting, this idea that, you know, it really does take a lot of tiny, tiny components, whether the like molecular, Mm -hmm. molecular biology is, is all over the place in terms of conception. And my husband and I personally, we um, kind of always made this joke, but it's kind of true. We're like, let's get baby number one to two years old and Mm -hmm. then we'll kind of decide at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, which kind of falls in line with this, with this research, but I don't even
0: know what question I was answering. I just started talking, and now I don't know where to go. (laughs) We are we are the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's interesting. It's so fun, you know. Austin and I. I, This is Just y'all brace yourselves. I feel like this is gonna be more of a conversation uh, kind of show. But uh, Austin and I. We, we definitely would love to have kids quickly, right? Have mm-hmm. have, our, have our kids really looped closely in age. I mean, so much so that I have a book on my nightstand right now. What's the Birth Order book. Mm-hmm. I, I forget who wrote it, um, but it's, it's only been sitting there staring at me for a full year. I think I to remember <laughs> the author's name. Um, if you Google it, it'll absolutely come up. There's only really one guy out there talking about this right now. But yeah. Um, we would love to have kids right back to back to back and thinking about it as a nutritionist, right. That being Mm -hmm. my field, I do, I, I do understand through practice and then through, through my work and then also through my own self-study, you could call it, um, that, you know, even, even going to the gym, we think about glycogen levels. We need, uh, we need lots of muscle glycogen so that we have energy to burn in a workout. Right, and so that 's why we try to eat carbohydrates right within a certain window after workout so that we can replenish those muscle glycogen levels to be ready to go for the next workout and this is just the most the closest correlation I can draw, and so you know I, I think about that, and then have, having a baby you know taking prenatal vitamins a good year before we actually conceived Grayson. Was a priority of mine Um, really trying to clean up certain things i ate more chicken livers more spinach Um, i started taking in different kinds of food avoiding other kinds of food i try to avoid things with food dyes things things that uh, i really wanted to fill up my nutrition bank versus taking in things that were going to deplete it. Now, granted, of course, I still enjoyed margaritas and wine. But I didn't go quite as crazy with them as I, not crazy, or, but I wasn't quite as indulgent as I had been previous parts of my life, if that makes sense. Um, so all things within reason is what I thought. And it was really trying to prepare my body as, to make it as healthy as possible to make a healthy baby. And also on the beauty front, right? on the skincare front, wanting to reduce my toxic load as much as possible by cleaning up the ingredients I was putting on my body. Um, And maybe you know this, but I forget the number of toxins they found in cord blood, infant cord blood. Oh, Uh, I don't know, but- I can imagine. Oh my! You, you would really resonate with this. I, I'm. I don't have it top of mind. And somebody listening, that's also a beauty counter consultant, is like yelling at their radio right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to say it was upwards of a hundred plus, more than that, maybe. Um, and it was not somebody who lived what they would have considered a toxic lifestyle. And it's just that we we encounter so many toxins through um, just physical exposure, environmental toxins, things we're putting on our body and then also the things that we're eating. And so kind of keeping all that in mind, I spent a year trying to make my body as healthy as possible. And this, and you know, it could have been related to that and it could not have been related to that. Why gray, why the pregnancy was so easy and why she's so healthy now. Um, and we didn't get pregnant right away. Now, part of that was I had no idea when I was ovulating. <laughs> no clue. And I was such a stick in the mud, I did not want to take an ovulation test because I wanted to be like, no, oh, it just happened. <laughs> and it wasn't until I actually did use those ovulation tests, I think it was on my fourth month, and I, I thought, and I knew I ovulated every month, but I thought, what the heck is going on? And I was ovulating a good week before I thought I was. Um, anyways, I missed that window, but as soon as we figured that out, um, we conceived Grayson and again, it all could, it could be because I finally figured it out and it could have been, that was just when it was supposed to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and she's just the baby that she was supposed to be, but we try to control what we can control, you know? Um, So having said all of that, after she was born and Austin and I put our heads together and we thought, because we wanted to be parents first before we really decided how big of a family we wanted. And it's going to be contingent on the next baby and the baby after that. What if we have a baby who requires a heck of a lot more attention um, and time than Grayson? You know, heaven forbid something happens. And so uh, we're trying to play it by ear. But if we do want to have more kids, we got to squeeze them together. And I thought, well, okay, break out the chicken livers because i got to replenish those levels. I mean, really, I was thinking I was going to be able to take a little bit of a break, um, but it's, and again, I'm just jabbering. I'm not, I don't know if I'm providing any value here, but um, it really did. It, it all of a sudden, when when I realized that based on my age, Austin's age, and the family that we would love to have together in this way... Um, our plans at least. And we don't know how far that goes, mm-hmm. but would be, we got to have babies pretty close together. And so this article really struck a chord with me. And what it reminds me is it's not that I'm digesting this information because it's so easy. Like your mom was saying, if it doesn't serve you, then don't read it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what yep. a wise,
0: wise mama. <laughs> um, I, I encourage everybody listening, if, this, if you don't think this will serve you, then don't read it. If you can read something with a grain of salt and, under, and take away maybe something that could benefit you, the thing that benefits me and my positive takeaway from this article is it reaffirms that I need to really be diligent about topping off the levels in a you know, layman speak of my nutritional reserves. And keeping my body as healthy as possible in you know this year plus year and a half after the birth of our first child because um those those stores will replenish naturally over time with a healthy lifestyle but I think that it's going to require more diligence if we want to have kids closer together. I don't know. What do you think? Today's show is brought to you by Larissa's Kitchen. Larissa's Kitchen protein snacks are made with only the highest quality meats, including 100% grass-fed beef. There are no preservatives, no added growth hormones, no MSG, and no nitrates. Larissa's Kitchen meat snacks come in a variety of flavors, My personal favorites are the Korean barbecue beef and the ginger teriyaki chicken. They're so tasty. I always keep a few in my purse and gym bag for a healthy protein-filled snack when I'm on the go, and I don't want to sacrifice quality ingredients. Larissa's Kitchen products are available nationwide at leading retailers such as Target, Walgreens, Kroger, Publix, convenience stores, as well as on Amazon.com. Use the code 20 off LK to receive 20% off on Amazon. This is such a good deal. Again, that's two zero O-F-F-L-K to receive 20% off on Amazon. Absolutely. I think the
1: the thing that I felt like hesitant to like put this information out or share it with other people is that, I mean, the old adage in like psychology is correlation is not causation. And so it's not saying like, I don't want any mama or hopeful mama or to be mama or pregnant or whatever to be like, oh no, my kid is going to have beyond the autism spectrum because, you know, I had kids only five months apart or however long the cap in pregnancies is. And um, because we know that there's so much else that go in, goes into it and we, we can control some things in terms of our toxic load and, and the toxins that we let into our environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't control all of those. You know, this this isn't the Garden of Eden. And <laughs> so there are toxins and we're going to be exposed to them. And we can we can control some of that and we can't control other things. And one of the things that I've just been thinking a lot about recently is that idea of like, what is the toxic load of stress? Because we know... Um, that stress is, is felt in our bodies, but also like physically held in our, in our muscles and in, um, our Mm -hmm. posture. And, um, I'm doing, uh, Brianna Battles pregnancy and postpartum athleticism training right now. Good for you. It's yeah, I'm really excited. It's such good information. Like every time I go to sit down and work through the course, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like 18,000 knowledge bombs are going off right now. It's such good information. (laughs) But all that to say is that you know, if it's if you if having babies closer together is going to reduce the amount of life stress because of whatever reason, Mm -hmm. then maybe that's more beneficial. And as long as you're you know replenishing those nutrient stores as you can, Mm -hmm. great, go for it. And if if there are other moms who you know, I have. I've heard of friends of friends who their kids are five years apart because they could really only afford daycare for one kid at a time, and so once right. one kid went to kindergarten, they could have another. And I think you know we're learning um, as as people more about like you know families look very different for everyone, and just because you know I grew up with one sibling who was you know three and a half years um, age difference from me, and I think that's perfect. That doesn't mean that that's perfect for everyone,
0: you know? Absolutely. It's so funny how all those things are different. My sisters and I are all two and a half years apart, and there's three of us. And then my husband, Austin, is, gosh, what is he, 15 months apart from his younger brother? They're very, very close in age. Yeah. And he's, I think, four years apart from his older brother, Austin's in the middle. And in growing up, you know, the three boys, he he's 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 close and loves of of course adores both of his brothers, but he and Carson, his younger brother, were so close because they were so close in age. And and it's funny because it's true. That's my bias coming in was two and a half years is the perfect number. Yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, what if they're just kind of you know, what are the Irish twins? You know, like I love he yeah. loved that. Um, and I am easily talked into just about anything. So. <laughs> like, yeah, It's funny. I had a, I was in a
1: dance company at the college that I went to. And, uh, one of the girls in the dance company, she is one of three girls and they're all like two years apart. And her father, I believe was like a professor of psychology and of developmental psychology, I think. So like when they were young, he would literally like have stories like this is, this child is in this stage two years later, it's this two years. later, so it was like this perfect, like at home psychology
0: experiment. <laughs> oh, that is so fascinating. It's kind of like the wonder weeks. Um, yeah. You track that. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh gosh. It's so fascinating. The things that we can know now. That's interesting. Um, you know, and you're right. It's such a personal decision and it's, and I had never thought about that as well that you just brought up, but the, the added component of stress and what that does physiologically to the body. Of course I understood it, but when you think about it in the context of pregnancy and does that make you in a healthy state, you know, to possibly conceive and carry and build another baby. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really interesting. It's a really interesting topic, you know, and Austin and I going into having babies, we knew that because we both are business owners uh, we knew that we wanted flexible careers, but we do still want to work in our careers, and so we have childcare um, for a, for a good chunk of the of the week. And she's here right now, and she's lovely. Um, and, and but that reduces stress significantly because I am not having to work while also holding a baby and juggle that and stress about that every single day. Um, I'm able to segment my time. And so it's interesting that you bring that up because I never really thought about that as a a portion of it, but I can see that if I were feeling more stressed, um, and that's just, and not everybody's tuned into knowing when they feel stressed. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that I, if I felt like I was feeling more stressed then. um, I think I would probably want to wait a little bit longer. Oh, this is so interesting. I'm not going to arrive at any (laughs) nugget. There's like the yellow brick road here doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) Right. right. Um, Well, just
1: like, I feel like that's the same thing with so many um, kind of wellness factors, if you want to think about it that way. and Everything from nutrition to how you move your body mm -hmm. um, to, you know, if you have a spirituality component, like everything is so different and works together differently for each person. You know, I feel like, um, I've been, I mean, I follow, um, balanced bites and Diane on Instagram, and I feel like she's been putting so much content out right now. That's just like, this is what works for me. And we say this in in the safer skincare world too. Hmm. This is what works for me. It, It may not work like that in your body, but this is, this is the information I have. And this is what I know about, you know, this recipe or this skincare product or this, um, way of moving, you know, and this is how it affects me. And then it's up to each person to get to know their body in a way that they can begin to understand how those different factors affect their body, which is such a, is such a kind of ominous task. You know, we, um, Mm -hmm. at the gym, we really coach people to listen to their body. And, and we've realized recently how do we model what listening to your body is? Like, what does that actually mean?
0: So, Mm -hmm. it takes, it's almost like seeing a color you hadn't seen before, Mm. um, is, you know, or someone turns on a light in a room and you realize, Oh, there was an (laughs) elephant in that corner. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, it's, it is, you're right. Learning to listen to our bodies is something that, and you know, as a, as a, as a nutrition coach, the thing that, comes to mind in that conversation is that's why I'm such a big believer and advocate for not a, not a diet, but I like to call them a feel good reset
1: Mm.
0: because I think that, and even, even, I mean, I can relate to it right. Right now, right now in this moment, I just took a food intolerance test, mm. and I got I got my results back, and it turns out I'm currently because these things are a snapshot in time, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm currently highly reactive to eggs, whites and yolks, um, cheeses, so different types of dairy. Um, gosh, what else showed up on there? But those are those are two of the big ones, and I've been eating a lot of eggs and a lot of dairy. <laughs> And, yeah. and a lot of cheese. Right. Yeah. Cause it's such an, it's a good, I mean, also nutritionally I'm thinking that's such a, if I'm going to snack and indulge in something might as well make it really high quality, high fat, good dairy. It's gonna Good dairy makes good dairy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, and I let, I mean, I hopped on that train and I was, I was strapped in. Um, but I, now I have these intolerances come back and it just reminds me, gosh, do I remember what feeling good feels like right now? Mm. Because if I have these um, major intolerances currently to these foods, which could be for a number of reasons, but if I go ahead and go without them for a little while, am I going to feel good and I'm not going to have realized that I didn't feel well. And so in those contexts, what does listening to your body look like or sound like? Um, I, think it, I think it has to involve some sort of a feel-good reset. And I'm not saying everybody needs to go out and take a food intolerance test, but the foods that you know aggravate you. If, For example, I know that wheat aggravates me. It gives me headaches, makes me feel really puffy and bloated, and I just don't feel well. And so I don't eat it. But if I were eating a lot of it right now and that had become my new normal, you know, the chronic headaches and the puffiness that would just be, this is how I feel. And I would have a hard time really listening to my body. You know, was I feeling really bad today or just kind of bad today? Um, and so going without it would be my feel good reset. And then from there I could make informed decisions of listening to my body going forward. That's just what came to mind there. Um, but I think, I think it's, I feel like it's similar when we think about preparing our bodies for baby making in a lot of ways, um, figure out what our baseline feel good is, that includes stress and hydration and, and sleep, um, you know, how rested we are and then, and then go on from there. And it's also interesting. There's an Erin. I don't know if you've encountered this much at all, but it's ladies after we have babies and we're thinking about more, whether it's one year, two years, or five years down the road for whatever reason, every, every single one of my personal baby acquaintance, baby acquaintance <laughs> <moms> <laughs> with baby acquaintance, like I have like 12 friends that are all infants. Um, (laughs) You know, these, these women who have had children part, I haven't, I have not talked to a single one who didn't have a goal of getting back into shape before the next baby, Mm. Mm. you know, and that's something else to consider just because even though this, Conversation of today's yellow brick row doesn't necessarily lead anywhere solid. I think it's worth throwing into this conversation about preparing for the next baby is, you know, really restricting ourselves and forcing these brand new bodies into an old body mindset, you know, way we used to look at our bodies, um, forcing it in there. We can get there, but at what cost?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and, and having suffered with, from body dysmorphia and eating disorders in the past, granted it was 10 years ago, but that doesn't make it any less real Um, now is it's, I can see that temptation, you know, it's hanging like a carrot on the end of the stick is I know how to get my body to change, but at what cost, right? Because I know, I know what it's not going to be ultimately good. It's not going to be ultimately promote wellness for me in the long run. I know that it could potentially impact breast milk supply for my daughter, which is a priority because we we're because we able to do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing it as I can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know it can, what could also be the cost is depleting nutrient reserves, nutrient stores for potential more babies <laughs> to make use of. Um, and so I think it's just an interesting thing. If anybody out there is listening and also thinking about when maybe the plan for the next baby, Um, I just want to, I just want to throw that out there because I don't want it to be an unseen or unspoken of issue is we have this temptation to go crush it in the gym and to, and to diet and to see if we can get our bodies back at ASAP, you know, whatever back means. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, um, and I, and I don't know that we always consider what the cost is.
1: Totally. I heard a talk once. I can't remember if it was a sermon or a business talk or what type of presentation it was, but they presented this idea of seasons and that, you know, if you're in a season of wanting, of just getting, you know, just having delivered a baby, um, then your body is just in a different season than it was when you were preparing to look awesome in your wedding photos or whatever it may be. And Mm -hmm. there's there's joys and then there's grief in, in every season that we're in, whether that be, I mean, I know for me personally, the joy is that my body did create this, Mm -hmm. this baby. And that was something we really wanted for a long time. And that's really joyful. And I honestly like remember like looking in the mirror and being like, that is after she was born very soon after she was born, just being like my body, that body that I see looking back at me, like, created and delivered a birth, a baby, you know, and I'm going to cry. That's so beautiful. <laughs> and, and the, the grief is that I can't go into the gym and do my five minute kettlebell, um, mm. test and get over a hundred reps. Like I used to, that's just in this season, my body, I don't need my body to do that right now. And, um, there will be a time where if I choose to have that as a goal again. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But right, it's all about um, how we choose to treat our bodies in this season. And how and knowing that how we choose to treat our bodies in this season will impact what our bodies are able to do in the next season. Absolutely.
0: Amen, sister. <laughs> I love it. So beautifully said. I love it so much. It's exactly what it is. I had a. I told Austin the other day, it's kind of, and I posted about this on social media. Uh, maybe Grayson was two months old about buying clothes for this season mm-hmm. of my, of my body. Um, cause I didn't know what to expect. And it's not that I had unrealistic expectations. I didn't have expectations. I just didn't know what to expect, what my body would do after having a baby. Mm-hmm. And I, because I didn't know, I thought, you would think, well, no baby, maybe it'll just go back. Because you hear these, <laughs> these women who say, oh, well, breastfeeding, I'm, I'm just shrunk right up. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God, that's not the case over here. Yeah, Five months yeah. in, um, my body is definitely not a fan of doing that. and. <laughs> And I'm so glad that at two months I went and bought clothes that fit me because they, they now I still have a wardrobe and these are this is I think I'll look at these clothes and be like that was the those were this clothes for that season of my life and maybe this season if we are able to have more babies will last a good decade you know <laughs> yep. oh, yeah that'd be incredible but um, but the, you're right I mean this is just the season we're in this is the season of not restricting of ultimate wellness of really nurturing mind body and soul and creating the foundation for a really healthy family. Like that's the season I'm in. It's mm. not the season to go into the gym and to crush it and to see if I can get my body fat down and to see if I can peek at some abs and to get a good tan. It's just, not, <laughs> you know, that feels like a million miles away right now. And, and that used to be something I really loved doing. I really loved eating well and kind of seeing how to manipulate um, body composition in the past. And like I said, now, part of that was a disordered eating component. Another part Mm -hmm. of it was I was just darn curious Mm -hmm. and and I don't have that in me right now. What's in me is to just be well, you know, and, and to embrace and enjoy where we're at for this season. Totally. (laughs) This this has just been the best. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, I was just going to say it's so true. And I just think, especially, um, especially having a daughter, I just think about like I was reading, I don't remember where I was reading it, but that idea of like our daughters watch their moms and and I don't want my daughter to be like, oh, mom looks at herself in the mirror and looks sad or oh, mom gets on the scale and looks sad. And it's like, I'm setting, you know, what I'm doing now when she's five months old, you know, is setting up a pattern. So just trying to, you know, have those all the behaviors in the house be positive Mm -hmm. from, you know, vegetables being exciting to, you know, I don't even know what else, but trying to eliminate some of those things that would, that a young girl could look and see mom has a negative reaction to this thing that has to do with her body or her health or her eating, you know, and try to make eating and nourishment and kind of full body wellness, a positive thing for, for her life.
0: I love it. Oh my goodness. She is just the luckiest girl to have you as a mom. (gasps) That is so sweet. I cannot thank you enough for coming on today's show. I really enjoyed today's conversation.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. It was fun to chat and, yeah,
0: chat with someone in the exact same season right now. We are. We are in the same season. (laughs) And and as such, I highly recommend the blue jeans from (laughs) Athleta. I don't know (laughs) if they still make them, but they are – I'm wearing some right now, and they are so stretchy, but they're still skinny jeans. It's kind of like – they're not quite jeggings, but, but they're close. <laughs>
1: it's interesting. Literally like 20 minutes ago before we talked, I was listening to the most recent episode of Girls Gone Wad and Claire uh-huh. was talking about these jeans from Athleta that they say like, we're not saying that you should do yoga in these, but you could. I wonder if those are the same jeans you're wearing. <laughs> they're
0: the same jeans because on the board it said jeans so great, you could do yoga in them. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I'm wearing them right now. These are the perfect season seasonal oh, jeans. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And everybody else, thank you for joining in, for listening. As always, you can head on over to the blog to read the full transcript from today's show. We'll also link to that journal we chatted about. And uh, as always, we'll be back again next week. You guys have a great week.